she waiting for me to go first? <laughs> no, I was kind of deep in thought about uh-huh. our music for the opening. What about it? I was just wondering if we'd ever get sick of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan. Me too. It's happy. It's happy. And I'm it's pretty sure it's called like happy day or something. <laughs> I, think, I think that's why we picked it. <laughs> I also have to keep turning around my shoulder to look at you. So yeah, it's fine. this is fun. I'm looking at your side profile today, so it's fine. <laughs> Enjoy it. Welcome to Teachers Talk Podcast, where we talk about teacher things that we love to talk <laughs> about <laughs> that was actually pretty good not too bad I no. it's not the most beautiful sentence we've ever created but welcome to our improv show <laughs> which today really is an improv <laughs> show like <laughs> today is uh is we're winging it we're winging it today but i'm okay but can with you it. blame us i'm okay with it no one can blame us because it is the first week back to school back and to school. things have just been awesome and fast and there's just not a whole lot of time to prep for things. So no. just bear with us. We're going to give you some professional development that we were gifted. Yeah. We're going to gift it to you. Yeah, that's right. That's we're going to give you our big takeaways. Maybe we'll sprinkle in a procedure or two or like what we're doing to prep for the school year. So don't worry. There will be there will be good things. There will be. That come of this episode. For sure. But like I said, we're winging it. <laughs> <laughs> there is no script to follow which can be fun i think so but also terrifying but like don't hate us how are you feeling skylar i'm fantastic good i my to-do list is um is is getting bigger but that's okay <laughs> yeah because i <gasps> oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry i dropped a weight that's fine. what that was yeah it was a weight off that of was the loud bike uh the peloton yeah for it's those fine. of you that haven't seen our Instagram, uh, we record in Taylor's quote unquote office, but there is now a Peloton in here. So <laughs> it's a wreck. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It is a mess in here and I'm so uncomfortably sitting, it's looking at Skylar in the non-comfy chairs. It's all good. It will be. It will be. <laughs> Long pause. Anywho. Anyway, I'm feeling great. Um, this week was, it was a lot this week but Mm -hmm. also like i think and we'll talk about it too we just have this sense of positivity Mm -hmm. i think coming from admin coming just from the full faculty i haven't felt this kind of uh vibe yeah i think in a few years yeah i think we're finally um in a place like covid really threw all schools for a loop Mm, yes and so just recovering from that has rightfully so taken a while and I think we found our footing again, which I is so. It feels wonderful. like we have. It's so, it feels so And we haven't so even good. started the year. Mm-mm. So it's like, it is, uh, it's it's going to be a, a good year. Yeah. I, I feel it. Well, and I've even heard from several students, like we ran into one the other day and then one this morning and given they're a small select few and mm-hmm. given they better answer right, but they're excited to come back to school, which yeah. is so encouraging to hear us from like seven and nine-year-olds mm-hmm. you know yeah like oh you want to come back That's yeah they're like i'm awesome. ready for the summer to be over so yeah one of them was like yeah i need the structure in my life again <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh i feel that on I, so many levels yes this week has been like me trying to get back in the routine of things so mm-hmm. all good things all good yeah, things I but you all are 
enjoying your weeks back or if you're not back then I hope you're having a good summer (laughs) yeah let us know what you're doing to prep and Mm -hmm. kind of what your life is looking like right now because Mm -hmm. it might be chaos I don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's chaos maybe you're just on a beach somewhere drinking a margarita who knows maybe anywho should we get into it sure so like we said we're winging this thing um we figured we'd format it just kind of like talking about um oh sorry henry's really needy right now (laughs) our professional development that we had this week earlier this week it was a two-day training and we're just gonna give you like the major takeaways Mm -hmm. we're not gonna spend two days obviously talking about it because that would be absurd um but we'll just give you our major takeaways and then talk about what we are doing to prep for the first days of school which will be next week yeah oh by the time this airs you might it, Thursday's our first day so yeah. if it's Thursday the 4th then just know that we are full-fledged back into it back at school back I don't know what Henry school. wants but anywho before we do get into content I just wanted to shout out somebody who is a listener of our podcast um, this person came to me earlier in the week and just had a very vulnerable and kind conversation with myself mm. and Skylar I did loop you in on that but yeah. I just wanted to say because I know that she is probably listening she tells me that she listens mm-hmm. in chronological order which made me really happy but I am very grateful for the conversation that she and I had um very open and honest about our episode on in teachers we trust and at some point we mentioned how We believe that teachers should have master's degree in order to be teachers. Mm -hmm. And she brought up such a good point in saying like in our society currently in American society, I should be more specific. um, It costs an arm and a leg to get a degree. That it does. Period. Um, And I 100% recognize that. Um, And we got into the conversation of how we wish that... (laughs) Um, university or college could be free and be considered a basic human right and Mm -hmm. just what it would do for our nation and for our teachers and students and all of those things because education should be a basic human right Mm -hmm. Um, why do I have to pay to better myself and to learn more about the world you know I just think that's absurd but listener I'm not gonna name you I really really appreciate you coming to me and your vulnerability and Mm -hmm. um she did mention she was like I am not she she said school smart or something like that but I think you're absolutely wrong I think you are so intelligent and so bright and I do know this listener um really well personally Mm -hmm. so I just want you to know that you are such an amazing individual and I appreciate your vulnerability and honesty with us and I hope other listeners feel compelled to reach out, especially if they don't agree innately with something that we say. Like, Mm -hmm. we are always looking to have conversations about what we're talking about. We are not stagnant nor set in stone. We have very open minds and Mm -hmm. we always want to learn from others. That's what this podcast is all about. So sorry, you guys are going to hear that. Um, I hit the mic. But like I said, just so, so grateful for our listeners and people that constantly keep us in the loop with what we're doing Mm -hmm. and I wasn't a part of that conversation but you did tell me about it and based on what you said that she said um although I I know that 
um, college is very expensive, um, but I, and a master's degree is, is just as expensive as well, but for this person in particular, you are more than capable, and I know that if you think that a master's degree is just, like, too, I don't know how to phrase this, but the way you said it of her feeling like she wouldn't be able to do it based on, like, her ability, mm-hmm. I completely disagree because i think that you listener are more than capable of if we can do it (laughs) you can can do it it. yeah but expense wise obviously that's a hurdle that and for me personally i it's been a lot to recover from because Mm -hmm. i did rack up a lot on my credit card the past two years having to pay out of pocket um but i think that if you set your mind to it you can definitely do it yep and we're always here to support you yeah. in any way that we can. Yep. So I just wanted to add that tidbit because I do think it's so important that you as listeners feel compelled to have conversations with us. Yeah. I just find it so wonderful. If you disagree with something we say, we would love to hear about it. Yeah. And know what your point of view. Mm-hmm. Because, because you, we only have our points of view. Exactly our what I was just going to say. We only have our experiences and our points of view. And like Taylor said, we are not stagnant. We are open minded. And I... I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think we both agree that like we can take others, other people's opinions and, you know, form new opinions or whatever it might be, um, learn from other people and just get to know. I don't know. I love getting to know other humans, just their experiences and things. So yeah, always feel free to let us know if you disagree with something we say or if you agree with it or if you <laughs> agree. just agree. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so ugh, I I really hope that this episode helps today. <laughs> um, I do apologize for not having like something at the ready, but I also didn't want to give you like something that I half read simultaneously, you yeah. know, because this week has been Basically, if it's not spent in a training, it's spent either in a meeting with our team Mm -hmm. and or prepping our classroom. So, But I also wanted to do this. So we're going to talk about what's called restorative justice. Mm -hmm. And this is a two full days of professional development we did. And I really wanted to do this while it was still fresh on our minds and while we could still talk to how we feel like how we felt throughout the professional development. So I felt like it was even though you know, we wanted to focus on like classroom management or prepping the classroom. I also am glad we're doing this because it's still fresh in our minds. Yeah. And it is relevant to the beginning of the year, at least what I want to cover today, because so this restorative justice unit went full scope. It started as a conversation on what a healthy relationship looks like. And that was more just like general, right? Like Mm -hmm. defining a healthy relationship, not just within the classroom, just with any relationship and we kind of covered what a healthy relationship would look like what it sounds like what it feels like Mm -hmm. and we had this big takeaway of yes students appreciate what it sounds like and what it looks like but in the long run they're going to take away what your classroom felt like to them yeah and so you definitely want to be creating an environment that is safe and warm and authentic where they're heard and not just listened to um, and something that's stable and consistent. So Mm -hmm. those are kind of like adjectives that we as a 
community of 78 or so 72 72 teachers Mm -hmm. came up with which was really cool because we got to be there administration was there the nurse was there the interventionists were there like every single human that works at our school aside from um velma (laughs) yeah our custodian custodian everyone else was there and Mm -hmm. present and and participating which is huge. Yes. So after we defined a healthy relationship, um, our instructor covered some biases that we needed to uncover. This for me was a pretty awakening moment because mm-hmm. I have never really like dove into what my biases are and how they impact my classroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, after the co- after coach <laughs> mentioned that one of his biases are uh, – know-it-alls no <laughs> I was like Same. that's it <laughs> like and and unfortunately not in like a positive way like yeah. know-it-alls kind of rubbed me the wrong way and I realized that me as a teacher like I need to be cognizant of not um getting frustrated with those kids that want to tell you like umpteen number of things yeah. and spill all their knowledge I feel like if you want to learn a lot about yourself uh uncover your biases uncover what you and yeah. and Every single human has yeah. biases. Like there, there, you cannot sit there and tell me that every single student that walks through your door, you love. Like no, you love, but that you don't get relate to. Yes, that you there's there, there is always going to be a student that irks you or rubs you the wrong way or whatever it might be because we or are only human. Opposite, or that you identify with more. Yeah, that you or I- that you connect with more. Yes, and there and that's just how it is because we are humans mm-hmm. and we re- like when we relate more to someone, you connect more with that person. And same thing goes for students. You have thirty, or for us at least, we have thirty children every year. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you are going to connect on every level with every student so Mm -hmm. to I learned a lot about myself and really thinking about what my biases are because I at first thought it was just you know students that don't like history like Mm -hmm. I'm biased towards the students that love history because I connect with them Mm -hmm. but then like you said when someone brought it up know-it-alls I'm like oh wow yeah the that's that that hits too because you just get so frustrated with yeah and, and for me I call on them less because I know like they're gonna ramble they're gonna yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's not just a straightforward answer it's this that and the other yeah which is okay yeah. you know and I need to be okay with um calling on those kids you yes. know and connecting with those kids as well but just being honest with yourself because you can't I just I feel mm-hmm. like if you're sitting there you're like nope I'm not biased towards any of my students I'm no that's you, not true that's not true you need to be honest with yourself and uncover those yeah because I think that part at least for a lot of the the faculty around us we all kind of felt the same of like wow that was so helpful for us yeah. to think about who we're biased towards when well, I still have a lot of uncovering to do for myself because um I feel like my or at least all biases are not um innately known Mm -hmm. like you have to do some digging to uncover what it is that either speaks to you or doesn't speak to you and how you're treating those kids Mm -hmm. um either intentionally or unintentionally different you know so I need a lot more digging I have a lot more digging to do but I also feel like that's done through communication like I need to Mm -hmm. talk to people about yeah that because it's hard to uncover for yourself yes 
Um, we did go into behavior for a little bit, which I am not necessarily going to deep dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that we covered this social discipline window. So I can post a picture on this as well so that it makes more sense. But basically we had this square. And then I want you to imagine like dividing that into fourths, almost like a window pane. And so if you're looking at that square in the, oh gosh, I wish I had that paper in front of me. In one of the squares, there was a high control, but a low supportive teacher. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have been listening for that long, but if you haven't, in one of our previous episodes, we talked about like the types of teachers. Mm-hmm. So like authoritarian, um, permissive, one that like withdraws or neglects and then I can't remember. Oh, authoritarian. So like those were the four types and I kind of saw similarities. Mm -hmm. Did you as well? Yeah, I was kind of connecting those things as well. Yeah. I thought you were going to say more. Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But there's like four types of teachers that you can be or that you've experienced in your life. So the one with high control and low support is a teacher that has really good classroom management. They set the bar high They stick to those expectations and the students comply. They're typically known as the tough teacher that doesn't share a lot of um, connections and relationships, would Mm -hmm. you say, with their students. And then also with that is the low support as well, right? Like high control, low support, meaning um, they're not, like you said, not not necessarily building relationships, but also not supporting them in their academics as much either. So kind of leaving them high and dry a little bit. And then the next square was a high support teacher with low control. So that's kind of the flip-flop, right? Yes. Like they're super supportive. They are the favorite teacher. They might not have the best classroom management. Kids are unsure of what's expected of them. And then in turn, they underperform. I kind of saw myself in my first two years being more of this teacher like I wanted to be their favorite and yada 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 but I've come to learn that (laughs) with high expectations and boundaries and um still maintaining like a high control high support environment yes allow it fosters those relationships well and with this type of teacher it's high support but it also means like I think too much support as well, mm-hmm. meaning like you're I'll not. I'll do this for you. Yeah, you're you're not helping your students succeed with too much support because then they're not problem solving, um, and learning those problem solving skills. So the I felt like at least my first year I was high high support because mm-hmm. I wanted all of them. I wanted good data and right. I wanted all of them to be good readers succeed. and all this stuff. Yeah. Because but I was I feel like I was helping them too much. Right. Um. And they're not learning problem-solving skills in that way. Totally. Yeah. Um, And then the next box is low support, low control. So this is the neglectful teacher that has poor management. The classroom's chaotic. They're passive. And there are just poor academic standards. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of like not necessarily the boxes that you want to be in the majority of this time it happens it happens and our instructor said that this is fluid right like these windows are fluid there are going to be times when you are more passive Mm -hmm. and you're sitting at your desk just because you need a mental break there's other times where you need to be 
more like classroom management oriented and more strict in a sense. Mm -hmm. But then there's this window that's the called quote unquote with window. That's when you have that high control and high support for your students. So you have strong classroom management, you're caring and supporting, you have healthy student teacher dynamics, high expectations both academically and socially, and you're meeting all of the needs of your students. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. And it was interesting because I finally feel like I'm in a place where I am identifying with that more, mm-hmm. especially through the practice of love and logic. Yes. So if you are a new teacher, you're listening to this episode and thinking to yourself, like, what can I do to get myself into that window the majority of the time? My advice to you is to either go read love and logic mm-hmm. or if you don't have time for that right now listen to our love and logic episodes on our podcast Mm -hmm. on your way to school like that's what I'm doing this week (laughs) is it's so weird because I'm listening to our voices but I'm listening to lost at school and I'm listening to um love and logic episodes yeah to get me in the mindset for this year just like a a quick refresh of what we've learned because we have done professional development with love and logic yes but we've also both read love and logic and and kind of dove deep into yeah and I I really want to reread it when I do have time but Mm -hmm. again there's also like a kajillion books that I want to read it's so weird listening to our voices though like yeah have you had that kind of like odd experience oh I you listen to what you say and you're like so I actually listen because you listen to edit the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Sorry. what I mean. Yeah. I I listen when they come out on Spotify, mm-hmm. and I listen to our voices, and I pick up every time I say a certain thing. I'm like, oh my god, just shut up, just stop talking. So I I do struggle listening to our voices, but like you said, I do believe that we are giving good quality information. Agreed. Even if and I don't sound like it, sometimes. I know sometimes I'm like I sound dumb or I say <laughs> the wrong word. Yes, like very low key like I said oh gosh I was listening to it yesterday it was in um lost at school part Mm -hmm. two it's a word that I know how to say like in a regular conversation yep but of course when we're recording and I'm reading it off our notes Mm -hmm. I I sounded like a dingus I was like (laughs) oh my god people are gonna think I am unqualified for this I promise you I know how to say these words I just get like I second guess myself yes. when we're doing this. When I listen, sometimes I'm like yelling. I'm like, you like yelling at myself. Yes, same. But I also do that with other, uh, this is completely random just because I was listening to Morbid this morning, but they said something about Dolly Madison and then they were going oh. back and forth. They were like, wait, isn't Dolly Madison, wasn't that a president's wife? Like yes. they were like, they didn't fully know. And I was yeah. like yelling at them. I'm like, like it's yes. Dolly Madison. Like, I'm like, I know the information. Yes. So like, I know full well, like what yell, that feels like, like, what that feels like. So yeah. I'm sure that there are people that listen that are like, this is the word that you're totally. looking for. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or like, actually you meant to say this word. <laughs> Luckily no one's like bashed us yet, which is, <laughs> they've, all done it with grace which is mm-hmm. very kind and I appreciate you for doing that yes thank you <laughs> thank you for being flexible with us um but it was great because after we did these um social discipline windows she set up our instructor set up in the room four kind of quadrants of the room mm-hmm. to represent each of these squares and then she would read off a time either as like we teachers or something that we've experienced 
So let me back up. It The first scenario, she said, I want you to go to one of the quadrants of like a memory that you recall mm-hmm. in your own schooling. So she said, please don't go to with. Go to either like the high support, low control, low support, low control, what have you. So I personally went to the low support, low control, neglected teacher. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but like that time with other people talking about our experiences was almost therapeutic mm-hmm. because for some reason, like I hold high like resentment for that teacher because she like put me behind a full year mathematically. Mm-hmm. And so I hold a lot of... um yeah, resentment is a good a good word for that. Mm-hmm. Against her for that, and it was nice to hear from other people that they too experienced something like that, and it was just so reassuring and um, inspiring to not ever be that teacher, mm-hmm. or at least to not remain in that box for a long time. Yeah, I went to the high support low control. Yeah, high, high support, support low, low control. control, and I didn't necessarily think of like a specific teacher but in my just experience I think that I was never given the opportunity to learn problem solving skills so Mm -hmm. I think that comes from having teachers most likely that were giving me high support because I was a very low reader and um but again, I can't I, I couldn't pinpoint a specific teacher that did that. So I think my thought process was more just like I feel like I haven't learned problem solving skills until the past like five years. Seriously, though. <laughs> until I've worked as a teacher, I really don't think I've had the best problem solving skills. And I, do, I, I think that comes from childhood. So. Yeah, but we also like grew up in that generation where I feel like teachers did a lot for us mm-hmm. and a lot of what they did was scripted in a manner that like didn't train us to be equipped adults for the workforce. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I hate to say it, but I mean a lot of what we did was this is how you do it and this is how you're going to do it every single time. Yep. Unlike the conference that we went to yesterday, it was very much exploratory and problem solving and Mm -hmm. discussion and inquiry, which we'll get into in just a little bit. But I'm going to scroll to a very specific strategy that was my biggest takeaway. Um, I will be very honest. um, Some of the content that was covered in this PD to me felt... um, kind of surface level because our faculty has studied love and logic and then for Skylar and I well I read the book but we did an episode on it um the CPS model mentioned from lost at school those to me are are programs in which are rooted in finding the root cause behind a child's behavior Mm -hmm. so it's behavior is rooted in trying to solve a problem or behavior is basically a form of communication whereas I felt like yes this PD kind of touched on that Mm -hmm. I also felt like it served as a means to dissipate a situation between two students yeah if that makes sense I think overall and I feel like we probably should have started with this um this professional development was aimed towards building a classroom community that's Mm -hmm. what I felt like this mostly was it was how to build relationship not how 
but the importance of building, of building. relationships mm-hmm. with your students and your entire class and then just building that overall classroom community which will go into um the circles which yep. was the main i think the main thing away. <laughs> from this professional <laughs> development restorative justice yeah was what we call circles and how it can build community so yes we went into um conflict you know like how solving conflicts yeah. with students but like Through taylor said it wasn't as extensive as what we have already been taught mm-hmm. so and i liked what dr jeffrey said is like take what you take tools from this but also continue to use tools from love and logic mm-hmm. and combine them together it's not like this is now taking over love and logic this right. was just something a little bit different to add to our quote-unquote toolbox that, yep that was the word yeah. that i was about to use cool but yeah so this next practice is something you can add into your toolbox it's called circles and like skylar said it's just a means of building your student relationships mm-hmm. which is fantastic so circles kind of give um equality and equity to everyone in your classroom because you're sitting in a circle it does allow that like physical presence Mm -hmm. and allows all voices to be heard it establishes safety and trust and holds everyone accountable in your classroom it creates responsibility to listen to each other Mm -hmm. which is something that i struggle with Um, it also helps foster connections between your students so there are types of circles Mm -hmm. and i like to look at it personally she put up all four But I like to think of it as there are two types of circles and then two types or two ways that you can structure your circles. Yes. So can I just say during this entire professional development, so it was two full days, our entire faculty of 72 sat in a circle for the entire time. Yeah. So while we're learning about all these things, we are all sitting in a circle and we conducted I would say what at least five, six, at least, yeah. five or six circles throughout throughout this professional development, and it really um, was so helpful because you get this sense, and I think, and I I do attribute a lot of this vibe that we're getting this year to these circles yeah. because we are getting such a positive vibe throughout the entire faculty, and I really do think it has a lot to do with these circles that I we agree. did. So, yeah, you can, I mean, you're going to go into the types of circles, but to me, these circles were so helpful. And I know Mm -hmm. a lot of schools that do this already with their classrooms. Like, I feel like just morning circle time, you know, Mm -hmm. but we as a school do not do this. So I'm excited to implement it. Me too. And this is something that I will be practicing. And we've talked about it as a team, like what it will look like for us, Mm -hmm. which I can touch on. Um, But one type of circle is the proactive circle. These are 80% of your circles that you're conducting in your classroom Mm -hmm. it's quick it's fun it's engaging everyone participates and you're going to start with like a one word answer so that would look like basically everyone gets into a circle you have a speaking piece Mm -hmm. and then that gets passed around to whoever is talking and I'll go into the sequence later but it can start off as something as simple as what is your favorite color Mm -hmm. and then if I have the ball I say yellow and then I pass it to Skylar she answers purple. Yeah. I, 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 I was like, oh, are you testing me right now? Yeah, and then it goes you. on and on and on. <laughs> um, so it's just a quick community builder. It builds mm-hmm. trust and social capital. And it can 
be used for so many things, not just getting to know each other, but also creating norms. And you can even discuss content this mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, the second type of circle is the responsive circle. So this is done 20% of the time. And as we've discussed as a whole group, especially with the guidance of Dr. Jeffries, like these need to be used strategically Very. if you are using them mm-hmm. because they are used to basically address conflict discuss issues and then our instructor mentioned grief and loss which we will not be doing as a school because that's we agree that that is not conducive to our environment here yeah and when our headmaster um brought it up she said not to negate anything that correct yeah that the woman who was conducting this professional development not to negate anything she said but she said we will not be using this for grief or things like that because we are not psychologists we are not counselors um we have people that can help students with that so yeah. we are not using these for that no. but um I don't know if you're going to give examples, but I have one. Go for it. So one that I brought up when we were discussing as a full faculty is I've done, I've done one of these before, but not in a circle. So Mm -hmm. essentially I have done this before, just not realizing what, you know what I mean? Um, But what I did last year was we had an issue. It was reading groups was too noisy. Mm -hmm. Like it was just too noisy what are we going to do? So what I did with my students is I brought the problem to them. I said, Hey, I am noticing it is just too noisy in this classroom. Let's think through this together. And that's when I had a student that said, I think it gets too noisy because of the timers, because we do have timers that go off for our six minute reading program. And then it wasn't until then that I had a student that said, well, what if you put tape over the noisy part of the timers? And then I did that and it, solved most of the issue but again I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gotten that solution unless I had brought it to my students so with these um restorative circles Mm -hmm. right this is like Taylor said 20% of the time you can do these this is more when you're bringing kind of maybe a classroom issue not like between two students not between a little group of students this is like a full classroom I am noticing we're struggling with this Mm -hmm. let's talk about it and let's come up with a solution or let's just talk through it whatever it might be Um, but it is so helpful because you're building that community and you're giving you're you're putting it back on them for them to help you find a solution so it's not just on you to find a solution right and they have buy-in like they Mm -hmm. are more likely to buy into the solution if they have input so that's kind of the premise behind these restorative circles is there's a problem we need to solve it let's go at it together versus I am your teacher I am imposing the solution on you Mm -hmm. which we have talked about before and how that's not beneficial yes um so yeah those are the two types of circles Skylar's um example was perfect thanks (laughs) so you can use that in any format Mm -hmm. and then the two structures or like ways in which you can conduct this include a sequential order and that's just basically when you have the pre-planned questions all participants respond there's a talking piece and you go one by one by one around the circle Mm -hmm. the other way is non-sequential this is more loosely structured and open-ended there's no particular order in which students need to respond so the talking piece can go from Skylar to across the room to whomever basically and whoever, if you're, yeah whoever has like a, a response to yeah. the question like it's not um I don't want to say forced but 
you don't have to participate if you don't want to. Yeah, if you don't have anything to say or add to the conversation, then you don't have to add anything. But they recommend that you start with sequential Mm -hmm. um, circles and things that are fun and easy to answer so that you're shy or anxious or ELL or what have you students are warming up Mm -hmm. to that type of environment. So that's a really big takeaway is make sure that you start easy Mm -hmm. with favorite colors, favorite food, favorite subject, building into what's your most, like what do you remember from summer? What are you excited to learn in second grade? Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Building. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, those are circles. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, I mean... Uh, just aside from like I said we did these as a faculty so when we the fun ones we did as a faculty were like if you could drive any car what would you drive so we did a sequential circle where every single 72 times we went around and everyone said what car they would drive and then it was super cute was there another fun one or were all the other ones more um like reflective I mean we did the opening one what's your name and how many years have you been here yes so just even having everyone in a circle facing each other and the fact that everyone had to participate and it wasn't like pulling teeth you know which I could see how it might be with some younger students but even after we reflected so many people said I am always the type that's so nervous to talk in front of people Mm -hmm. and this environment gave me the opportunity to say things where I normally wouldn't have added and I will say I spoke more in Mm -hmm. this faculty professional development than I've ever spoken before I've never um I'm always I always feel so hesitant to add to our conversations because I feel like sometimes what I have to say isn't as good as what other people will have to say Mm -hmm. but I I feel confident that I added a good amount to our conversations and I feel you did as well um but again I was never the type to speak up in front of 70 some people and I had no problem it just like that's the type of environment it created was that I was not afraid to partake in the conversation right and it goes such a long way. It does. I mean, it really and creates I'm that so excited. I'm so excited to put these in the classroom. Same. Well, so our next steps as a faculty, what this looks like for us, Dr. Jeffries said that she's going to be putting this in to our faculty meetings. So if you're an administrator and you're thinking about how you can apply this to your faculty, I highly recommend that you get your faculty in a circle and you do an easy go around like mm-hmm. that just lets you know your coworkers on a Get different know, level right yeah. I just feel like it I've been with some of these people for yeah. five years <laughs> this is the fifth yes. year and you just learn something new every time and I felt like I got so much closer just to like not to say random people but I got closer to the people I'm not normally in contact mm-hmm. with and, and you get to just, share something about yourself as well which yes. like I love to be heard mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that was every, nice yeah. to like have some not buy-in, but like I got to speak my mind yeah, as well, which mm-hmm. was really nice. So we're going to do that as faculty. We're also going to bring it down to a second grade team level. So if you're a team leader, maybe this is something that you do with your second, first grade, whatever team, mm-hmm. and just go around and share something easy and build your way up over time. Mm-hmm. And then for Skylar and I and the rest of the second grade team, beginning of the year, we do me in the bags where students get to share three things about themselves That's going to be a circle time for us during the first weeks of school. Friday, um, during gratitude time, every single morning students share their gratitude journals. 
except on Friday we're going to make it into a circle just like Mm -hmm. something fresh and new and yeah just exciting for them and then one last way we're incorporating circles is during the beginning of history and science units allowing them to share what they wonder about the upcoming unit what they want to know just like any inquiries that they may have and want to share so I'm super, super excited about what that's going to look like for us. I am stoked for it. And also just because, and I think I shared this with our team as well. I kind of did this last year when I had some free time. Again, it wasn't in the shape mm-hmm. of a circle. They were still at their desks. But there were, I, I can think of two separate times where we went around and every student said something. Once, it was when I asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up. And they all got to share what they wanted to be when they grew up. It really, just to take the five extra minutes on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly, whatever you want to do. But just to take that extra time, just to let them share something about themselves, builds that community that much more. And I felt... Uh, very, very confident with my classroom community last year. Like my mm-hmm. classroom, I f- it felt, it felt amazing. Yeah, together, yeah. like they felt it just, yeah, it just felt good. And I think I do contribute a lot of that to the fact that they got to share things about themselves. So I really think these circles are going to do the same. I know. I'm really excited to see that be put into place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking you, do you want to do um next kind of what we are doing to prepare for the school year, or do you want to talk about um? mathematics for human flourishing uh i mean we're getting short on time right so yeah. i feel like let's go i just wanted to talk briefly about mathematics okay because that was really cool so do you want to <laughs> save it for the end as yeah. a nice wrap up this mathematics or mathematics yeah. save it for the end okay yeah. cool so then i'll just quickly go over what we are doing or at least <laughs> what i'm doing mm-hmm. to prepare for the upcoming school year because we want this episode to be oriented toward not just new teachers, but all teachers that are getting ready for students to walk through their doors mm-hmm. in less than a week <laughs> or more if you're lucky. So as the lead, let me back up. Yes, I have a teaching assistant and I am the lead teacher. So there are two of us in a classroom. You may not have this luxury. So I'm going to share both of our lists. Mm-hmm. So as a lead teacher, every single year over the summer leading up to the first days of school, I will review the procedures document that I have in place. Yeah, I talked about going over it with you all, but it's like a 32-page document. And if I like go over it, I think I'll create a snooze fest. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so it's just laid out very meticulously, like how we went into detail in the last episode about what you should be planning. Make sure you have your day-to-day lives planned out. Second, I update the first days of school document. So this for me and for the second grade team is a minute by minute playbook of what the first day looks like, the first two days actually. So from 9 to 9.20, we're taking a bathroom break. And from 9.20 to 9.55, we're teaching lines and so on and so forth. We pinpoint which procedure we're teaching at what time. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, we're pairing it with a PowerPoint presentation for students Mm -hmm. so it's very visual it's interactive Mm -hmm. um, and we just want to make sure that we are synchronized as a team yeah for this upcoming (laughs) Thursday and Friday we're gonna sprinkle in circle a circle in there as well yeah which yeah I'm excited 
Um, I also place any Amazon orders that I need. I know that this line item is kind of vague, but obviously like your Amazon orders <laughs> come in as you're preparing and you're like, oh, I need binder clips or whatever. I literally just ordered, I ordered the schedule cards because like yeah. we write down our schedule obviously on the board. And so I ordered those cards and I'm short one. So I had to order another pack. Yeah. So order early. <laughs> order, order early, do it. And then realize yep. you need more. <laughs> yeah. Cause I ordered for me in the bags, we do lunch paper bags. Mm-hmm. I ordered ones that were too small. Yeah. And then I ordered ones that were too big. Mm. And so then I just stole Skylar's. Yeah. I had plenty. <laughs> I gave up on that. So order often, order early. And then next thing I do is update and discuss with the team what meet the teacher night looks like. So mm-hmm. that will be Thursday for us or back to school night. Tuesday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tuesday. Thursday is the first day of school. <laughs> Um, and then we go over the schedule as a team, making sure that we are in lockstep with each other. That might look different for your team, but I highly recommend it. We have been complimented several times from administration when they pop into our rooms that if you walk into any second grade classroom, like you're getting the same content and yeah. basically like a continuation yeah. of what the last teacher was just talking about, which is pretty incredible if you ask me. And we've talked about this before, but if you are at a school that is not team oriented, um, either come to our school, come or to our school or be the person to, yeah. to uh, not promote, um, initiate, initiate, or there's another word I'm trying to think of, like be the advocate mm-hmm. for the, for teamwork Mm -hmm. right you should not be by yourself in your classroom um you if you have another second grade teacher if you have another like if you're in fourth grade and there's another fourth grade teacher we're lucky because we have four Mm -hmm. um but if you are at a school where they do not focus on teamwork then i would suggest to um be that person yeah try and change that try and change that because it 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 makes a world of a difference when you can Mm -hmm. work with a team Mm -hmm. so yeah sorry that's my two no and (laughs) i was just gonna add quick tangent on that make sure you're going into your faculty room i know we brought this up Mm -hmm. in in teachers we trust Mm -hmm. um dr jeffries our headmaster was like you should be trying your very best to be eating lunch having coffee or at least spending a few moments in the faculty lounge every single day Otherwise, you do burn out. You don't create connections. And she said in exit interviews, that's often one of the top points why teachers are living is because they didn't connect. Mm -hmm. They didn't connect with people and none to the fault of their own because they're busy. But like get in the teacher's lounge and always feel free to like discuss things. Yeah. That's sometimes when I come up with like the best practices because I'm talking through situations, Mm -hmm. you know. So um In addition to all of that, I also gather parent email addresses. I create a Word document because I don't know how to create a group on Outlook. Don't don't try and teach me because I gave up on that. I just make a Word doc with all the emails and I copy and paste. That sounds like a fixed mindset, Taylor. Oh, you caught me. You're absolutely right. Okay, fine. If you really want to teach me, just make sure you FaceTime me because or Zoom me. Yes. I'm a visual learner. I just um, keep a notes page. Yeah. I literally just keep a notes page. It's so smart, honestly. With all the emails, and I just copy it just and paste. It makes it easier. It's just fast. It, does. it is. Um, also, we create seating charts. We send a letter home to parents to introduce ourselves, our TAs, our quick 
hobbies um, and philosophy behind philosophy behind teaching, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we do that and we have our official rosters, which Skylar and I don't yet because we're both missing one child. <laughs> we might not even be starting with yeah. 30 students this year. So yeah. that stinks. But we're, our school is always maxed at 30. So we always know that we will always have 30 kids, which yes. is reassuring. Um, but we will gather their birthdays. We'll gather parent information and all that kind of good stuff and make sure we take note of that. Mm-hmm. Then I have my TA simultaneously creating name tags, popsicle sticks, checking through our math manipulatives and math boxes. She writes a little blurb about herself for the PowerPoint. She decorates the welcome board. I should say they. Um, They'll also work with the lead on going over the first days, going over the classroom procedures, making sure that they are in lockstep with you because you really can't have a working classroom environment if you guys are on separate pages yes um and then just assembling the back to school night folders so yeah that's kind of in a nutshell not everything but a lot of what we're doing over the next week and a half and now we're down to three days Mm -hmm. um to get ourselves ready for the new year yeah any two cents to add to that no i mean i i think it's also like you said we are in meetings as well with our teams and you know i i i have more on my to-do list now after we've met um but it's also once you feel like because i feel like my classroom is pretty ready so now i need to focus on like because i'm in charge of poetry so i need to make sure i'm ready for the actual curriculum to Mm -hmm. start aside from making sure i have my procedures down right kind of focusing on that but Yeah. yeah that's about it i mean we're 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 going you know yeah it's happening. it is go time it is go go it's, go time it's crunch time but luckily our administration met with our faculty advisors so the leads of every grade level and they got feedback that we needed more classroom time mm-hmm. as compared to years prior and I'm really really grateful yes. <laughs> for that because I mean as the week goes on like your to-do list does grow like yes. you were saying Skylar and you're like okay (laughs) let me make sure that my kids are ready to walk through this door and Mm -hmm. that I am ready for kids to walk through this door because you want everyone to be set up for success on day one yeah so even prior to Mm -hmm. day one yeah all right last little segment going to what we did yesterday we so as a network so our school that we work at we are a part of a network so there are what 20 schools across the valley between our between the elementary and the I I don't know there's a there's a there's a there's a a good handful of our schools throughout the valley and we every year have two what we call summits and the first summit is always um, more academic based and we talk they pick kind of a subject and they they um, go with that so this year uh, we did mathematics and I was so excited because if you had listened to what episode did you say? 34. 34 is an episode that I did. It's on mathematics for human flourishing. And the author, Francis Sue, of that book was our speaker for our summit. And it was really, really cool because I luckily read that book. And so when he was speaking, I felt like... I was like, yeah, I remember reading that in his Mm -hmm. book. I remember that. So it's just, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back and pretty much a lot of what I said um, was 
what our summit was based on. So it was really just diving into the fact that mathematics is for everyone and it's not just like that mindset of I'm bad at math Mm -hmm. because math is a part of your everyday life, live, (laughs) lives (laughs) and how math teaches skills. It's not just like multiplying Mm -hmm. and dividing. It's Mm -hmm. problem solving. It's, it's math teaches virtue, virtue. Yeah. Because skills and virtue are different. Thank you. Thank Sorry. You. No, I appreciate I thought that. that was such a good takeaway, though. Because that was. He defined, he defined how mathematics is for, again, human flourishing. And he, he goes into, like I did in the episode, the different aspects of our lives. So discovery or exploration. Human and desires. Human desires. So love. Love. Justice. Beauty. Justice. Truth. Truth exploration and Mm -hmm. how math is a part of every single one of those Mm -hmm. and it was just really cool and I just loved again the vibe was amazing I just felt and it's so cool if you did see our Instagram story it (laughs) you see it was what 1900 1900 people 1900 people in a room and and no that was not our school building Alana shout out to you she's like is this our school no no No. that was just the place where we had it we had our a summit years ago at the uh Suns Arena so it's just so cool it's anywhere that they can get a big enough place to fit 1900 people but it was just cool and then we got to have lunch with our our school like just us and they had like a foosball table and a ping pong table and it was it so got fun. it got so intense at the foosball table it was rowdy it was rowdy rowdy but it was just so fun and enlightening and i just felt good after it. i did too and like in years past not to say that they weren't as wonderful but like this year i really identified what with what francis sue was saying you mm-hmm. know and coming from a person that had a fixed mindset in mathematics for so long, it really opened my eyes to how virtue can be built through math mm-hmm. and how it really should be based in discovery and exploration and mm-hmm. all of those wonderful, wonderful things. So yeah. I'm really grateful for that. I want to read that book now, as I know you already did. Yeah. But we also got our book signed. I so know. I'm really, cool. like, fangirled over it. I know. So I went cute. up to him. He was very sweet. But I was like, was yeah, very, we very did sweet. an episode on our podcast about this book. He goes, oh, that's great. I know. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he would, like, ask or something. But maybe we'll find it. Maybe. But and then our end, the person that spoke at the very end was also very enlightening as well because mm-hmm. he went through like a, br- a br- traumatic, traumatic brain brain injury and he had to essentially relearn everything everything how to speak and and just and then he because he's a math teacher at our school and he said that he is grateful for what happened to him because he is now has the mindset of like I can relearn mm-hmm. anything So it was just, again, it was just enlightening and it just felt good and it feels good to be surrounded by people who are passionate about what they do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just feel, I can't say it enough. I feel really good about this year. Same. So, so good. Such a different. It is. Just just so positive. You can't put your finger on it, but it is. It's positive and enlightening and just, I think that's my positive for this week, you Mm. know, is going into this school year with such an amazing outlook faculty wide it's just it hasn't been that way in a long time it Mm -hmm. feels like just because of the ongoings of the world but yeah 
this year just feels like it's going to be spectacular. I feel like I've learned a lot over the past five years, so I'm excited to practice again in this sixth year and continue to learn and better myself as a teacher and as an educator. But um, yeah, and I saw a student this morning at breakfast. Yeah, and that was sweet. That like filled my heart with joy. Yes. Go ahead. Um, yeah, my positive is the same. This this year is going to be great, and it was nice to sit down this morning, you and I, and your TA as well. I'm kind of excited. I feel like we can adopt her into our friend group. She's so awesome. <laughs> she's very sweet, and I think she's excited about this year as well. So. Yeah, it's just good vibes all around. Yep. 10 out of 10. How'd you be said? 10 out of 10. All right. Cool. Well, you guys know where to find us. Teachers underscore talk underscore podcast or... Or you can email us. We're always looking for just positive messages or like we said at the beginning, if you have something that you disagree with that we said and you want to come to us with uh, open mind and be kind, you can always email us at yeah. teacherstalkpod at gmail.com. And yeah, we will see you next week and have updates with how the first days went. So oh stay gosh. tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye.